who's making the decisions in my life, that's who's Lord. If Yeshua is making decisions in my life, he's Lord. If I'm making my own decisions and doing whatever I want to do, I'm Lord. And what, and what does that lead to? That leads to a hardened heart that leads to impenitence. He says, you're storing yourself up with the day of wrath when the righteous judgment of God will be revealed. And he will render to every man according to his deeds. To those who by patiently doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality, there will be eternal life. But to those who are self-seeking, you see, that's the root of it all. Those who are self-seeking, who reject, who, uh, who uh, he says, those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, will be tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man who does evil, to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace will be to every man who does good work. To the Jew first and then to the Gentile. For there is no partiality with God. So all pride stems from what? It stems from self-seeking. It's, it's a self. Self is at the center. Just like the moon ro rotating, around, uh, rotate, rotating around the, uh, the earth. We want a God who rotates around us and what we want to do. Instead of God being at the center and us revolving around him. So self-willed behavior, the Bible says that God is going to destroy all of them. Every single one of us. Who do that, whether you say we're saved or not, whether you're sitting up here preaching in front of people or not, whether you're doing mission work or doing whatever, whatever work you're doing. If your life is centered on yourself, if you are a self-willed person, this is speaking to you and me. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3, right before... Hebrews, I believe, or after Hebrews, excuse me, Second Peter chapter 3, before 1 John. God says he's going to destroy everything. And the Bible also says that judgment is going to begin with the church first. You see that in Ezekiel 9. You can write that down. You see that in Ezekiel 9, where the Lord, when, he, when, the, when he's looking at all the idolatry of his people, all the idolatry of God's people, worshiping the sun, worshiping pagan gods, and of course all that we mean is sexual immorality and, and, and all kinds of other wickedness that's attached to that. He says, put a mark, destroy all of them, get rid of all of them, my people. Start at the temple, but put a mark on the forehead of the people who are mourning in the city, who are sighing and crying over all the wickedness that they're looking at. All the evil that's running with their mourning, their weeping. Put a mark on those guys and don't destroy them. Save, spare them, but destroy every, everyone else of my people who are doing these things. He says, but the day in, in uh, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 10, he says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night in which the heavens pass away with a loud noise and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat. He says, the earth also and the works that are in it will be burned up, seeing then that all these things are to be destroyed. And what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? I want to just break that down real quick. What type of people are you to be in holiness, holy conduct and godliness? The word holy is an 
exclusive term. It means that you're used as a thing that's used for God's purposes and God's purposes only. Like if you look, for example, at the, at the oil that God, the anointing oil. The anointing oil was only supposed to be used to anoint the priest. Anybody who made anything like that was dead. God would kill them. The priest, the, the, uh, the breastplate that Aaron wore, that had the, the 12 gems reflecting the 12 tribes of Israel in it, that was only for him. That was supposed to be holy. The turban, all of it was supposed to be holy. And anybody caught wearing anything like that was dead. It was, it, it was something that is specific to God's purpose. That's what holiness is. And that's what you and I have to ask ourselves. Are we, are we living according to God's purposes alone? Or do we have something that's competing with God in our private life? I don't care, as I keep saying before, I don't care what people do in public. Anybody can fool anybody. You can trick anybody. You can fool anybody. But it's about what you're doing in your private life that, that makes the determination whether you're living holy or not. And so that's the thing. Is there something that's competing with God in our lives? Zephaniah, you don't have to turn there if you don't want to. But Zephaniah, I use a lot of scripture. That's why I don't, I don't want, you know, folks don't, you know, I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs>